The Blinkist app takes the key takeaways from thousands of best-selling nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes for you to read or listen to. And you can get 25% off your first year at Blinkist.com slash TMS. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash TMS and start your seven-day free trial. Coming up on TMS, Sucking Gidgets Digits. Satchmo Baggins. Like an insane person, State Farm is there. Confusing my squeeze and my sparks. Certain rooms for certain things. Uber will drink a milkshake. Scare it, not merit. Stop feeling your oats, you'll go blind. Dolph, you forget about me. Call now and more <laughs> on this episode of The Morning Stream. This is Boris Karloff speaking. I'm here with a story for you from the files of the Reader's Digest. The man on the operating table was suffering from a tumor on the brain. Swiftly, the surgeon and newly graduated intern went to work. A few hours later, the patient died. The diarrhea specialist. This is the morning stream. Behave yourselves. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the morning stream. It is August 1st, 2019. A brand new month, a brand new day. Welcome mm. to the new day. Is that a song? A brand new day. No, it's not. It's well, not. it is. Okay. Sting had a song called Brand New Day. Yeah. I thought it was like Round a... clock to zero, honey. I understand if I'm my money. I haven't sex for three whole days. <laughs> I think that's how it goes, right? Was that from his yellow album, Gold, Yellow Gold, Fields of Gold? What was it? Fields of Gold? Fields, Fields of, gold. of Yellow... Fields of Yellow... <laughs> Fields of Yellow Gold? Something like that? Yeah. You remember me when I took a pee and turned the fields of yellow... <laughs> I used to think that great. That was a really good album. I used to think that was great. I don't know. That if was it is. a good album. Is it good or am I? Was I just? Yeah. No, it's a good. It is a good album. Okay. Because uh, what do you got on there? I mean, for me, Dream of the Blue Turtles is uh, uh, is is my jam. The first solo Sting album. Oh right. Because you've got that Anne Rice, you know, uh, interview with a vampire song. You've got the uh, Russians. You've got the. Uh, uh, if you love somebody, set them free. Love is the seventh wave. I listened to that thing. So when I was 15 and 11 months, yeah. Um, my boy, dad that is took oddly me, specific, by the way. 15 and well, 11 months. Actually, 15, 15, 11 months and three weeks. Okay. <laughs> we get even more specific. Jeez. Wow. Uh, my dad took me on a trip to England, and. Um, because uh, this is where you know his side of the family is from, so we kind of went through. Uh, started in London, spent a few days there, did all the touristy stuff, um, but not really as much touristy. I mean, my dad's from there, so it's not like he said, "All right, now we're going to go see Big Ben." But you know, we did do stuff like in you know, Tower of London, and we went by Big Ben and Westminster Abbey, we went and checked out a bunch of cathedrals and gravesites. This, was, this wasn't and stuff the trip like you that. did the the. Um what do you call it monument thing you went with your wife to that the... we did go to we did go to stonehenge, stonehenge on this trip too oh okay and we spent a lot more time there than the trip that tina and i took where we sprinted around stonehenge because we spent too much time in uh uh oh shoot can't remember the town that's close by there 
Um, that's that's a whole other story because oh, we yeah. also got accosted by a gypsy and cursed. Whoa! We have talked about that. I've talked about that on the show. Oh yeah, we did because we, we had that whole conversation about whether you can say "jip" anymore or not. Remember that? Oh right, right. Yeah, yes, exactly. they want to be called Armani. Oh, Romani. Yes, <laughs> I got accosted by Romani and uh, I said uh, Armani. Cursed, like the suit. Armani. I was accosted by <laughs> Armani. <laughs> Anyway. All right. So anyway, so uh, one of the first things that we did in London, um, I had my uh, my Walkman with me at the time and about five cassettes. Okay. Um, I can even tell you, like one of them was Squeeze Cool for Cats. Another one was uh, Sparks Pulling Muscles Out of a Hat or Pulling Rabbits Out of a Hat. Mm. I'm, I'm confusing my Squeeze and my Sparks. Easy to um, do. Sure. But this brand new album from the guy who's the lead singer of The Police had just come out. It was uh, Dream of the Blue Turtles, Sting's first solo album. And so one of the first things we did, we stopped at a record store and I picked it up. And the copy I got, didn't realize until two or three listens, had the labels reversed on the cassette. So the side one was printed on side two, side two was printed on side one. Oh, really? Weird. Yeah. And um, for that whole trip, and I was there for two weeks. It was the trip that went over my 16th birthday. So that's yeah. why I was oddly specific about the date. Yeah. Um, for that whole trip, we we spent in London taking the tube everywhere. And when my dad and I weren't talking or or you know playing a game or whatever on the train, I was listening to the Sting album. Listened to it over the entire country. And we went from uh, from London up to Scotland to um, the East Blackpool and met so many of my family members. You know, uh, uh, extended family members and stuff. Great grandmother lived there, mm -hmm. and. I'll always associate that album with that trip. And every time I hear those songs, it's it's me on the train with uh, uh, this book that I picked up that I didn't realize was about a TV show called The Young Ones. I picked it up thinking it just was a funny book. Yeah, I still have it. <laughs> wow. And uh, and that entire trip, it's it's a it's an album that there's no there's no way an album will surpass that one for me. Well, <clears throat> the uh, a 15 year old is an impressionable age, man. So totally is. it's yes. easy to lock in. Like if you're, uh, you, uh, everything when I was 15, I associate with certain things. Like mm -hmm. if I even hear the words back to the future, I'm 15 again. Right. Like right. it just has that immediate yeah. effect on me. So I totally get it. Totally does. That's pretty cool. Yep. Well done sting. You've, uh, you've implanted job, yourself sting. deep. In, <laughs> you've penetrated Brian deeply. Well done. Oh, hey, hey, oh, hey, hey. Uh, real quick. I want to get to the bottom of something that came up at the top of the show. I was talking about feeling yeah. your oats and you said sowing or no. What was it? The other one? Sowing your oats. Sowing your oats. Is, is the phrase I've always heard. I've never heard about, never heard the phrase feeling your oats. Oats. All right. So can um, one feel their own oats or must they have someone feel their oats for them? Well, according to idioms by the free dictionary.com. I'm not yeah. looking at Urban Dictionary because it'll send us in strange directions. <laughs> yeah, probably good. I don't want to see how they feel their oats. But uh, here it is. To feel one's oats, to be very active and energetic. And here's a usage case. The mm. dog must be feeling his oats considering how he's running around the yard today. Or to be aware of one's own power or importance. For example, if you sass the boss like that, you must be mm -hmm. feeling your oats. Yeah, so wow, I remember hearing I've that. I've never heard that phrase before. Now, in your case... Sewing, yeah. sewing your sewing, yeah. Uh, there is oh, that came up blank. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, S O W, I N G, not S E W. Yeah, that's what I had, but for some reason, yeah, it still says nothing. Uh, really? Here, let, let me let give me you a link. <laughs> sewing your oats, S O W I N G. Uh huh. 
Oh, here it is. Sowing your wild oats. Sowing your wild oats, yeah. Rainbow Bright says uh, royal oats, too. And ICU says royal oats. Royal? I've never royal heard royal oats. oats. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that one says, uh, <laughs> to enlarge a rebelliousness or promiscuity, typically in one's youth before settling down. Yeah. Okay. This is the one. Here's the first definition that came up for me. To spread one's genes around by impregnating many females. Holy crap. <laughs> impregnating many females. Yeah. <laughs> With the lamentation of the women. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when I so so I was hearing it wrong growing up, but the mem the, the meaning for me when I heard somebody Whoops. say feeling your oats was that. It was like, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of horny oh. and I'm going to Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you were you were connecting the meaning of sowing one's oats with feeling one's oats. However, there is a feeling one's oats that, you know, like I said, I've never. Maybe you I've feel them, heard. but you don't sow them because sowing them would get everybody pregnant. So right, exactly. Yeah. It's hold on, keep your oats private. Yeah, um, keep your oats to yourself. don't spread your oats around unless you're Daryl Hall. Keep your oats in your pant. <laughs> That's you know, Daryl Hall's famous saying, keep your oats in your pants, he'd say. <laughs> Was Oats the mustache guy, right? Oats was the mustache guy, John right. Oats. They're yeah. easier to keep separate than a lot of other combo uh, acts. They really are. Yeah. I still, even though Tom told me yesterday, I still don't know which one's Hobbs and which one's Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either, actually. I still don't. Uh, apparently that yeah. thing is, uh, let's take a look at Rotten Tomatoes real quick, just for fun. Is uh, it doing well? Fast and the Furious presents Shobs, Shobs and Haw. Shobs and Haw. <laughs> Uh, well, first that's not the bad. Furious. Uh, 72 percent it's not bad that seems like a popular thing to be watching right that seems all right yeah a crowd yeah. pleaser at that at that level let's see I no like that i mean it's still it's still second or third on my list i really want to see uh the new tarantino business yeah and then once i've seen that then we'll move on to uh calvin and Hobbes and shaw and uh uh the lion king yep i heard an interview this morning with uh tarantino he says um, I like feet. Uh, he says he says he starts. Well, that's always the first thing he starts with. I like feet. <laughs> and then he said, um, "Oh, he said DiCaprio's character in this movie is bipolar, and it will help people to know that going in." So he didn't mean it as a spoiler. It's not like a big revelation. He's saying he believes that this character, even though in the '60s we didn't really have a have a, a diagnosis for this, he believes mm -hmm. his character is bipolar. And said, if you know that going into the movie, you'll enjoy the movie even more. So whatever yeah. for whatever that's worth, that's what Tarantino says. Yeah. Show me your feet at the end of the interview. Oh. And then he was out. That was it. All right. <laughs> that was his closing remarks. Yeah. He uh, he's still one of my favorite interviews I ever re or heard was a NPR Fresh Air interview. Terry Gross interviewed him. Mm -hmm. Still one of the best interviews I've ever heard. Really? And I'm not well, even like a lavish myself at Tarantino kind of fan. I just like it. I like his movies and it's fine. But I'm not that big of it's not that big of a deal to me, but he there was something about that particular interview completely enlightening about how to uh you know, go for your passions, not your feet, but like, you know, movie making. Like <laughs> if you want to make a movie real bad, you should go make a movie and, and it doesn't matter what state you find yourself in, if you really want to do it, you'll figure out a way and that kind of stuff. It was really I found that to be one of the cool. most inspiring things. And it was on the podcast for Fresh Air, Rainbow Bright. It was the Fresh Air show on you just uh, Google Fresh Air and you'll find it. Uh, I, we listened to a Fresh Air on the way to um Santa Fe about uh upspeak and vocal fry and you know is it hurting women in journalism because they're not taken seriously if they have a little bit of 
Upspeak or Vocal Fry, and mm-hmm. it's a really, really good. Uh, it was a really good interview, and and man, yeah, Terry Gross is just amazing. Oh, she's great, dude. She's been doing this for like she forty is. years or something. She's like some kind of insane person. Yeah. Anyway, like an insane person. Well, why don't we bring an insane person on the show? <laughs> it, boy, that Terry Gross interviews people like an insane person. She really does. <laughs> There's such insanity to her work. We don't know what to do. Yes, there. you're right. Speaking of insanity, yep. uh, we're bringing on a bit of an insane here today. Uh, today's the final Thursday of the month, which is, I think, a thing we're going to do from now on. Well, it's the first Thursday of the month. Did you say the final Thursday? Uh, you know what? You're right. It's the for some reason, I had in my head that it would be always we'd always do this on the last Thursday of the month, but then I screwed it's up probably, thinking it's probably a good idea saying that I'm a hoot and a holler. So um, best best to clear clear the boards. You are, and uh, it's interesting that you were talking about the foot thing. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, what do tell? Tell us more. What do, you, what do you have? What kind of deep dark stuff do you have? Tell us. Okay, so I dated a boss of mine for a little. Bit. Very that strange like a really guy. Good idea. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, I got a pay rise. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I dated him for a little bit, and he was into some weird stuff. And he took me to a very exclusive club. We're talking eyes wide shut sort of stuff. Really? Weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you to that to weird, that level, like where there's people writhing around naked on couches and. Yeah, there, well. there was different things in different rooms. That's wow. all I'll say. But they had certain rooms for certain things. So <laughs> I dragged my poor friend Eva along because I just needed backup. Um, so I dragged her along and it was all a bit weird for us both. So we went to the relax room mm. uh, where you can just sit down and have a bit of a calming moment after seeing a man in a cage with something stuck up his mm. Um, (laughs) we went to the relax room and uh this guy was coming around on the floor taking all the girls shoes off and trying to suck their feet yeah i mean look i'm Uh, not harsh i'm not yucking your yum everybody but gross (laughs) (laughs) well we had clean feet um but he didn't know that no, well, that's true, and supposedly he actually liked the muckier the better. Yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my friend Eva, she was like, "No chance, I'm leaving my shoes on. This guy's a freak." And I was like, "You know what? Go with the flow." I took my shoes off, and I let this this, and he wasn't a bad looking guy Jeff either. Put in this guy's and, pie hole like it was no tomorrow. Yeah, I I let him suck my toes, and can I say? Uh. Big, big thumbs up from this really? person. Ah, really? Really enjoyable. It feels really good. No, yeah. it doesn't. It's a, it's terrible. Did it? No, it's Did no, it take a minute not... to kind of get past the stigma of it? Or or were you just, at, at that point, being in this place, it's like, ah, well, pretty much anything goes, whatever. And you, you, you succumb Brian, to it pretty n- quickly. You've nailed it. Once, once you've seen all the stuff in the other yeah. rooms that's yeah. going on, um, I won't go into it. But when you get to the relax room, you're just like, oh. And you're like, well, there's a guy just wants to suck your toes. Okay, fine, because all that other stuff is just so messed up. Okay, I get the you're idea. Like, I get the idea that you'd have. There's like a comparison thing going on where it yeah, can't be as worse right. as what I just saw in the foyer. So this will be what we'll do. It's the foot thing. That's the least. <laughs> well, the meteor just, you know, took out uh, most of South America. But oh, I stubbed my toe. I guess it's not that bad. It, in other words, like I, I, I want to make this very clear to everybody listening. 
I have zero problem with some dude who's all into the feet and the toes and the whatnot. Go for it. It's your life. And as long as you can find a bunch of consenting adults that are into it, have at it, man. Go for it. But I don't think I could watch it. I don't think I could be there. It would just make me so like cringy. I'd be like, Ugh, I'd be crawling, I'd be crawling up the ceiling by the time that was done. Well, it's 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 one of those weird things. It's, it's one of the things that I've always thought through my life. I need to experience it something at least once. And yeah. and the the only way that you can judge whether you're into it or not is if you experience it for the first time, and then you can walk away and go, okay, not my deal. Yeah. Not my not my thing. Not really into it. Um, I'm going to live vicariously through this, you. This guy sucking the toes put a hundred percent in. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sure he did. I, look, I'm going to put my my faith is in you to have lived this vicariously. You are my surrogate. Uh, my toes have been sucked, <laughs> person, and I don't need to do it now because I've lived it through you. So that's I'm good. it. That's it. Vicariously lived through me. It's fine. I've go. pretty much done done the whole deal but we're not here for that we're here <laughs> for an 80s movie quiz yes. we so are indeed before, before i before i, I talk about the all these place saucy stories before i do these really like you know pure 80s movie quizzes right. i'm just yeah. like here's the dirty crap and then we'll move on to I'll, the, that's, you know. people probably request more of it to be honest they really like it when you're on here uh, <laughs> so here's your here's your theme for this it's time for an 80s quiz with uh, with Gidget Von LaRue, and she is from Australia. It's like 2 in the morning there, some crazy number like that. And, it's uh, one twenty one a.m. I've had three glasses of wine. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, there's a man I'm, on I'm, each I'm foot. I'm all sorted for this. Yeah, there's a man on each foot making sure all the toes are <laughs> taken care of. That's they won't bother us. That's my partner won't do. He won't suck my toes. So I'm just like, dude. You know, let's reconsider things. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you ever met Tarantino, I think he might like you more than you realize at this point. All right. Hey. Yeah, look at Uma. I'm I'm coming in. Just hire me for one of your movies. You can suck away. <laughs> All right. Lay it on us. Well, I have no Gidget. idea. Digit Uma. Yeah, Digit Uma. I have no idea what to expect here uh, today because you haven't really given us a preview of what today's uh, quiz will be. We know it'll be 80s related, film related, but um, I'm excited for this. So lay it on us and let's see if Brian or I have the chops this week. All right, so if I remember the last couple of weeks, I think, Scott, you started first. Yeah, I did. So I think we'll start off with Brian. Okay, fair enough. You happy with that? Mm. Oh, it's all the same, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. What the hell? Let's just, just all, go so crazy. I'm, so I'm on. We just talked about readings. toe sucking. We know what the hell else worse going to exactly. get. Okay. All right, so my number one question is, what was Tom Hanks' first movie he starred in in the lead? All right, so role. let's see here. Um, and we're talking theatrical release, right? Yes, movie okay. release. Okay. Because I remember uh, we were watching him on Bosom Buddies, and then he did this thing on TV called Mazes and Monsters, which was like a Dungeons and Dragons thing, but that was a TV, like a made-for-TV movie. And he did movie. Buddy Buddy or something like that, but this is his first right. theatrical release. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm leaning towards Bachelor Party, and I'm trying to remember if there was anything before that that was, that had him in a starring role. I don't think there was. I'm going to say Bachelor Party. Okay. Um, sorry. Stop. Oh. Um, I think that there may have been a production, like it started production first for Bachelor Party, but I think Splash mm-hmm. was the first one. Oh, I think you're that right. That is correct. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. Woo! Yes. I, yeah, Brian, I'm yeah, right so there with you, though. I was feeling the same. Both 1984. Yeah. 
Um, and he was actually in 13 movies in the 80s more than Harrison Ford. Jeez, oh, wow. That's crazy. So those did come out in the same year. I just uh, put, same for whatever year, reason, per Bachelor Party before Splash for whatever You're reason. not crazy. I do this exact freaking thing with those two movies yeah. or with, with his career at all. Like, to me, it was like his Porky's movie because he couldn't get any other mm -hmm. gigs, and it was like this one dirty, weird little comedy and then all of a yeah. sudden he was everywhere, but it was always like and, that was the beginning. And, and and that was the thing, right? I mean, he'd done, you know, this wholesome like bosom buddies. I mean, as wholesome as a show about two guys who cross-dress to be able to live in a cheap women's uh, apartment building. Uh, well, but, yeah, indeed, but, to, be, but to, be, to be fair to you, Brian, I honestly thought it was um, Bachelor Party as well. Mm. Oh, he really? Looked he looked younger yeah. in that. Me, he looked younger. I thought Splash was the movie after, but I did yeah. a lot of research into this, and Splash was the first. I believe Maybe. you. I, tr I completely trust you. Yep. Oh, well, you're a stupid man then. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my toast. trust yeah. an Australian woman. <laughs> nice. All right. So, all right. So, so, Brian. All right. So, which... Uh, now, this is a... This is Scott's question. I, I will, the evens oh, are sorry, Scott. Scott. Yeah. All right, Scott. So, <laughs> you can tell I've had three glasses of wine. Yeah. Um, so, which of these... Films, Scott, was directed by Steven Spielberg, and I'll give you the list. Okay. Was it Gremlins, The Goonies, Always, and The Burbs, and Chatroom, Stop Giving the Answers. Oh, I'm not looking at them. Yeah, we both You're have the very chat Very muted. Yeah, I have them. And hi to the chat room, by the way. <laughs> I have I have them muted. Um, I know the answer. To, or is the, sorry, the question is, which of those did you direct or which of those are... Yeah, so, okay. so which of these films mm -hmm. was directed by Steven Spielberg? Was it Gremlins, The Goonies, Always, or The Burbs? The answer is Always, the airplane one. Mm -hmm. Correct. Richard Dreyfus, Holly Richard Hunter. Dreyfuss. Yep, Gremlins was directed by Joe... Dante, The Goonies was directed by Richard Donner, and The Burbs was directed by Joe Dante. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, John, um, hmm. Joe Dante would go on to do the... Th I may not have this right. I think the third Jurassic Park might be his. Oh, like, really? Because him and Spielberg are buddies all the time, and these are all Amblin Entertainment things, which is kind of the trick of the question, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, well, well, uh, oh. I, 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 that reminds me as well, because in the last podcast I said Ash... Uh, in the Alien movie was down in the the vents and it wasn't Ash, it was mm, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, oh, Dallas. And I, had, oh, right. I had a lot of people like right to me going, Oh really? You got that oh, I didn't wrong you say that. Yeah, yeah. Ash was yeah. the cyborg. It was uh uh call uh, uh Ian Holm, right? Ian Holm was the cyborg, yeah. Ian he, Ian yeah. Holm and it was Tom um Merritt. Tom Merritt. I think that was uh, uh, not yeah, Tom that was Merritt. Dallas. Um, yeah he not Tom Merritt. No, Tom Scarrett. Tom Scarrett. Scarrett. Tom Scarrett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom, Tom Merritt would be very happy about Tom that. Tom Merritt right? is not him. Tom Merritt would have had better tech down there instead of a little thing that said two little red dots that were coming at each other. That's true. <laughs> he would have listened. It's like, don't go there. Oh, by the way, okay. the, the day I realized that Bilbo uh, had his head cut off and sat on a table and talked to Ripley was spewing, one of the weirdest days. Milk. Oh, yeah, yeah. What an odd thing to even think about. <laughs> John Hurt, too. John Hurt's the one with the bursted chest John Hurt thing. had the chest burster, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway. Yeah, and he, he did the comedy again, I think, in the Mel Brooks movie. Oh, yeah. The, with the dancing yeah, he's great. alien fetus. <laughs> oh, right, right. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my darling. Hello, my honey pie. He's great. <laughs> yeah. I freaking love him. Miss him. He was a, he was a, he was a force, man. All right, I'm, I'm up, too. I just want to put the score up there. You are up, too, yes. Yeah, Brian, your turn. Yeah, okay, so it's Brian. Yeah. Yes. All right, number three, according to, and this is a multi 
I'll, gi- I'll give you some options. You choices. Okay, good. I'll give you choices, baby. Um, okay, according to school secretary Grace, what did the sportos, the motorheads, the geeks, the sluts, the bloods, the wasteoids, the dweebies and the dickheads all adore Ferris Bueller? Was it they think he's a cool dude, they think he's an awesome dude, they think he's a righteous dude, or they think he's a fantastic dude? They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yay. That one's great because you can hear her say it. Yes, he's a righteous dude. <laughs> yeah. I actually, actually could have done that without the choices. Dude. Oh, I have a great, I have a recommendation. Right before that, she pulls nine pencils out of her hair. That's right. I have a recommendation, actually. Everybody watch the new season or the new slate of uh, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. I was shocked that one of my favorite, there's a bunch of good ones, but my mm-hmm. favorite ended up being the Matthew Broderick one. Really? And not okay. for not for any kind of Ferris Bueller reasons, just he's a riot, but in the most like dry way. And he had dairy in stitches constantly. I was dying. It was That's really cool. funny. So we and he's, watched the uh, Eddie Murphy one, which was really good and surprising. And yeah. God, how could you be in that restaurant with Jerry Seinfeld and Eddie Murphy a few tables over? I was wait, looking in the background to see where the people are. There's always people who are like looking over like, oh, man, there's Jerry Seinfeld. In this one, everyone was just cool. Like someplace in L.A. where mm-hmm. eh, whatever, Jerry's over there with Eddie Murphy. Big deal. Yeah. Give me some more. There, there, there uh, must have been those, there must be those places, though, that it's just there's celebrities everywhere. Maybe. Because mm-hmm. where yeah. else do they go? But I, I love right. that, Scott, that, that Matthew Broderick is such an awesome dude. Oh, he's so freaking funny. And he's, he's a righteous and he, dude. And he looks like... <laughs> he yeah, is a righteous right. dude. He looks like his own <laughs> grandfather. Like, he's he's old now, and he looks it, but there, his voice hasn't changed, and his demeanor is just the funniest freaking thing. And I know he's con- he's controversial in some ways because he got some horrible accident where somebody died once and, you know, weird stuff like that. Oh, really? Forget about all that. Just watch this episode and laugh your head off and... And How, forget about it. Yeah. How much of the conversation is uh, about Inspector Gadget? I'm uh, expecting like 20 of the 30 <laughs> minutes they just talk ad nauseum about Inspector Gadget. You know, funny enough, none. None of it. None? Yeah, it's not none even it. brought up. <laughs> it's not even brought up. They talk about the producers a lot. They talk about, if you, you think, know. If you think about it, all actors have made a turkey at one point. Yes. Like oh, even, yeah. even actors that we respect and love so much that you think their entire catalog is brilliant. There's some crap movie. Yeah, like Tom Hanks. I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Bachelor Party, the aforementioned Bachelor Party, but it's garbage. Don't you besmirch Bachelor Bachelor Party. Party. That's not a good movie. I'd say Bonfire of the Vanities uh, is is your Tom Hanks uh, clunker. Yeah, but that that was a whole bunch of people getting clunked at once. Come on, you've got that, that dude who's all coked up and... It, it looks like Howie Mandel, and you've got that that teen heartthrob dude whose last name begins with Z, and I can't remember his last name because I keep thinking of Daphne Zuniga, but it's obviously not Daphne Zuniga. So uh, Adrian's Med, Adrian's Med. Oh yeah, you've converted and me. Donkeys. Yeah, there's and donkeys. Donkeys. And, and there's that girl that, walk, there's girl, that girl that walks in with that amazing body. And yeah, Tony Katane, who I met in Hawaii at the Kahala at the time, the Kahala Hilton, and she was dating. The lead singer of White Snake. Yeah, oh, really? Coverdale. Was she rolling yeah. around? Did you meet her while she was rolling around on the hood of a? Yeah, yeah, Mustang yeah. yeah. They, they, were, they were in some cafe or something, and he was a total dick, and she was lovely. And my brother was all over her, and she was so sweet, and she kissed him on the cheek, and he didn't wash that cheek for the rest of the vacation. Wow. <laughs> David Coverdale. And she was dude. hot. Yeah. 
What was the song yeah. on the car? What was that one? Here I go again on my own. That's so bad. So bad. Oh my gosh, the hair man. So so let's let's walk it back on any bachelor party. All right, you're right. You're right. I take it. Watch it again, Scott. Watch it again because it is just dumb fun and. You can understand why Tom Hanks, but yeah, that was that was the shocks. All right, so All right. next right. question. Yeah, yeah. All right. Got to be Scott. Oh, yeah. Yep, it's Scott. Uh, what is the first thing to attack Robbie in Poltergeist? Oh, jeez. And quiet chat room. I'm not looking at them. Mm-hmm. They are minimized either, during but these I know it. contests. You do know it? I do know it. Robbie? Did you say? Yep, Robbie. Yeah, the, so the son that was in the original Poltergeist, Poltergeist, what was the first thing that attacked him? Poor kid. He got the worst of it, really. He really did. He got, he did yeah, Carol Ann got taken to another dimension, but, you know, Robbie just yeah. kind of, you know, copped yeah, it. He got screwed, and Coach didn't believe any of this till the end. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, Harry, I guess oh, my house just vaporized. Okay, I believe it now. <laughs> uh, Robbie... Um. Oh my gosh, you guys! I can't think. You know how long it's been since I've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. It has been a long time for me too. Although, again, one that I can't believe we haven't done for film sack because I can imagine that some of it does not hold up. I really don't remember. Okay, I, just... I, I would be happy to come into bat for Poltergeist if you have me on film sack because I think. Maybe it's a generational thing that, you know, I saw it way too young mm-hmm. and I still think it's awesome and there's bits that still scare the oh, hell out yeah, of me. yeah, dude. I think that movie's great. We should film mm-hmm. sack it. Um, we just yeah, have, I don't think it's ever been it. streaming. But the thing I love about that movie is at the time, it wasn't like, it was a scary movie. Yes, no question it had its scares, mm-hmm. but it was it was kind of the most mainstream horror movie I'd ever seen. Like it just kind of got out there in a way that no other horror movies had. And it was, you could, like, I feel like my family went. I feel like that's the first time I saw it was, like, with my Mm -hmm. mom and dad and my sisters. Pretty sure we all saw it together. And that was unheard of then. I I think that's a common common thing, though, because my my grandmother took my brother and I to see it. So, um, you know, I I think think it it didn't have the um, movie regulations on it at the time. Right. So... You, right. you you could just mm-hmm. parents at the time could just take their kids to see That's basically right. this anything. P- this was still PG, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was yeah. just like yeah, yeah. come and see Jeez. this. And, and there's that whole debate: did Tove Hooper direct it or did Steven Spielberg direct it? Because Steven Spielberg was directing ET at the time. Yeah. So there's a a lot of controversy about that, and you've yeah. got to answer the he, question. He was super. <laughs> I know. I'm we're putting this off, but he was he was so involved and so. In it that he kind of did direct it sort of by proxy, which is kind of funny. But anyway, um, all right. I don't, I, I seriously don't remember. I'll just say, uh, I don't even think it was him, but uh, the the steak with the maggots in it attacked him. No? Nope. Okay. Nope. Over to Brian. Brian, Brian what first directed Robbie? All right. So what first attacked Robbie? It was, it was, uh, it was one of two things, and I'm thinking it was. It would have to. It would have to be the second of two things. The first, or one of the first, was the the tree coming through the window. Yes. But I think. Yes. The ac- yes. Oh, should I stop? Should I stop? Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Uh, that's right, no way to never... answer a question. You have to, you have to say tree, or you don't get to go. Now I was thinking it could be these five other things. Anything, no, anything. No, oh, right. okay. He said I... the tree first off. He said the tree. Uh, I should because I was gonna say it was. Everyone the, thinks uh, it's the clown. Everyone thinks it's. The I clown thought it was the clown. I thought him. it was the puppet. No, because that scared the crap out of me to the point um. where I left the theater to go pee, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I never leave a theater to go pee. So, I I don't feel right about taking a point for that. I shouldn't get a point for that. I'll leave it up to because I would have right, said that. I would have said the puppet. I'll, I mean, leave, I'll I, leave it up to Gidget. Actually, no. I forgot no, I'm, to. Name anyone to, to keep the score. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the chat room are keeping one, the score. Scott. Yeah, I'm right keeping. I'm keeping, one, a, I'm keeping a list okay. here. So we're two to All right. One. So yeah, it was the tree first, and then it was the clown second when it yeah, wrapped its arms dang. around him and he looked under the bed. Yeah. Because why would he be back in his room after the tree came through the window to be there for the clown? I thought the clown was like, oh god, the clown, and then they got rid of the clown pup, and then the tree came. Brian, through. Brian, why, no. why would you have that clown in the first place? Why well, would you have that thing sitting at the end of your bed? I have a freaking one of those like somewhere over here. There it is right there. The one that I, the ceramic one that I made or porcelain one that I made as one of my uh, college jobs. Oh my Lord. Yeah, but, but you thing, made it. That so it's the your creation. Out like you, looking you, at the clown in bed and then he rolls over and then he looks back and the freaking clown is gone. And then he's looking, like looking under the bed. And then as soon as he comes back from under the looking under the bed, the freaking thing wraps his hands around its face and. It's really, really, the movie's really got jumps in it. And I got up and said, I've got to go pee. And it was really more just like, I got to get out of this theater. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those, it's one of those things when you see a scary movie as a kid, like I've only just got over having a gap under my bed and being able to step my legs out and leave my legs out there. Mm Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like not having that thing underneath your bed that's going to suddenly grab your ankle or pull you under, or yeah, you, you know, that stuff messes you up. Oh yeah. No. And, oh, and oh, I have yeah. to, I have to remember also from last time. I think Scott, you were asking what was the top grossing '80s films, and Brian, you were too. Mm-hmm. So number one was ET. Number mm-hmm. two was Return of the Jedi. Three, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Four, Batman. Five, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Six, Ghostbusters. Seven, Beverly Hills Cop. Eight, Back to the Future. Nine, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. And number 10, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. So Steven Spielberg and George Lucas were doing pretty they ruled. well in the They owned Yeah, and that sounds like my decade. perfect Saturday all-day movie marathon yeah. right there, which you just <laughs> described. I mean, they really own the decade. And in some ways, they still, they still own because so many directors now are were inspired by them growing up and are now making movies and they seem a lot like Spielberg and Lucas stuff. Like, it's crazy, the impact they had. Anyway, it, all right. It, uh, look, uh, it's one of those things, I think it's a natural ability. You've either got it or you don't. There, yeah. there has to be a creativity. And it's like Quentin Tarantino or Martin Scorsese. They're, they're, um, it's, it's already in them without having, or Brian De Palma, without having to go to school and learn it. You've either got yeah. that stuff or you don't. Right. Where totally to put the true. camera. Yep. How to make a movie and and the love of movies. How to all frame those a people, shot. yeah, yeah, all those people love movies. I mean, it'd be brilliant to be a great director, but you know, you you can want it and not have the ability. That's true. Um, okay, number four. All right. Okay, so I think this is Brian. Uh, four evens. Yes, I'm. Uh, no, I'm. I'm odd. Scott's evens. Oh wait. Oh wait, because no. you just did the poltergeist. Yeah, one. but I got it wrong, and then you got it wrong, and now it's your turn. Yeah. Right. Okay. But if this is question number four, five. All right. 
Oh, this question five. Okay, I'm odds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm I'm really sorry about this one. All right. What British? <laughs> what British film in the mid '80s starred Helen Bonham Carter, Julian Sands, Maggie Smith, Daniel Day Lewis, and Judy Dench? Um. All right. So Julian Sands, Helena Bonham Carter, um, Maggie Smith, Daniel Day Lewis, and Judy Dench. This was quite wow, a big movie. A... It was oh! 1985. Wait, that's not the whole cast. That's just some of the people you're mentioning, right? Because I think of I know course. what this it's is. It's the majority yeah. of the cast, and and yeah. chat room's still giving answers. You know, yeah, not, I will I'm... find where you live and come over and smack <laughs> your bottoms, all of you. I'm not. So chat room is still like over there, right there is the chat room. So I'm looking here. I'm actually looking at Scott at, at the, the the image of uh, Scott. So well, that, my, that would uh, really my blow my concentration. Yeah. Um, all right. So Julian Sands. All right. Well, he was in that boxing Helena thing but that was that was 90s that was 90s there was some changeling or the James Ivory movie so it was one of those yeah old movies where they're all in the old-fashioned clothing yeah um yeah was it uh now Richard E Grant was Lair of the White Worm but it was something like that um if I remember correctly. Jeez. Uh, was it... Uh, all right, I'm going to just throw it. Was it The Changeling? Nope. Okay, ah! Scott. Scott's right. got this. Um, I think it's... <laughs> shoot. <sighs> the Changeling, you said. So it's Helen oh, Bonham, oh, Carter, oh, Julian oh, Sands, hold on, hold Maggie on. Smith, we've Daniel Day-Lewis, and Judy Dench. We've seen 1985, this. Right. James Ivory directed. We've seen this on FilmSack. I think I know Have we is. really? Okay. It's, um, well, I think we have. Is it Excalibur? No. Damn it! It's, it's A Room with a View. A Room with a View. Huh. Oh. I'd, yeah. I've never seen this. I mean, You're I've, heard, I've heard the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Does somebody get stabbed in the room with the view? <laughs> no. Is the room with the no. view where where the where Steve Gutenberg witnesses a murder uh, across the? <laughs> <laughs> no. A room it's, with the view of the might, murder across the park. You might remember the you might remember the poster. It's got Helen Bonham Carter sort of in ye olde clothes, and it's mm. got uh, Julian Sands, and they're sitting in a meadow in grass that's way too long. And it's all that sort of, you know, Howard's end. Wispy, right, Wispy. right, right. So yeah. the one, right, so the one movie, I knew that was hard. the one movie in that whole decade, I would have avoided. I would not want to. Have right, seen exactly. It. I would have watched Let's it now. See, should I go see Temple of Doom again, or should we go see <laughs> A Room with a View? <laughs> yeah, just not. To be in honest, my to be honest with you, I was exactly the same. <laughs> I only saw A Room to a View two years ago. Oh, I was all for. All, all the actiony sci-fi horror, you know that that was just me, and and I thought I really need to start spreading my wings and watching some other movies. So I'm terribly sorry about that that question. I love, I love the the scene though in uh, the room with the view where uh, Julian Sands comes out and says, "I did not hit her. I did not." I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> By the way, you know what I was thinking of. Uh, Helen Mirren is in Excalibur, and I confuse her with Maggie Smith oh. and uh, 
Judy sure. Dench all the time. Oh, okay. that's so. That's such. A, that's still my favorite uh, King Arthur type. Yeah, yeah movie it's good. Is Excalibur? Yeah. I think it's, it's, that, it's that first night where Richard Gere plays uh, a, a non-an American <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sir uh, Sir What's His Face uh, non-Guinevere. We could we could do a list. It could be Valkyrie. Yeah. It could be uh, the submarine movie with mm-hmm. Sean Connery, of mm-hmm. people that are meant to have a certain accent that yeah. do not have that oh, accent. Well, yeah, let's start with Robin Hood at the top of that list. No, that thing yeah. starts and stops with Robin Hood. That thing is, <laughs> he is the worst at it. But you're right. Is uh, this thing had? Uh, let's see, Patrick Stewart was in this. Gabriel Byrne yeah. was in that. We did film sack that, didn't yeah, we? We did film sack Excalibur. Okay. That was great. Right. Yeah. Liam Neeson, I think. Oh, well, I, well I'll, I'll tell you right now that, you know, Room of the View is a massive orgy scene, so there's that. Oh, oh all right. Okay. I'm no, back in. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, well, then I'm back out. <laughs> now streaming yeah. on Skinamax. Let's see. <laughs> all right, number six. To see if it is. Give us number six. Oh, yeah, there's the movie poster. I totally remember this. Yeah. Man, Helen and the Bottom mean, Carter can... had some big hair. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom She's being She's always had it. big hair. Yeah. She's That's true. She's, Actually, she does. Yeah. She's big hair by yeah. default. But uh, my mom, my mom loved that movie. I do remember that. She thought room mm-hmm. with a what is it? Room without a view? No, room, room with, with a view. view. Room, room with a view. view. Yeah, room with a view. She was super into it, and she was. Uh, that was where I got any kind of contact with that part of the world. Otherwise, it was science fiction. It was Kroll. It was freaking so Robocop. Is this is yeah. this the most English of uh, disc- uh, character names? When Lucy Honeychurch and chaperone Charlotte Bartlett find themselves in Florence <laughs> with rooms without views, fellow guests Mr. Emerson and son George step in to remedy the situation. Wow. So that's... really, it's rooms without views, yeah. is according to this description here. That sounds ter- terrific. It's only yeah, you on can just see the car park or the laundry or something like that, you know, mm. I'm, yeah. from what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's not much of a view. Uh, number right, number number six. Okay. All right. Number six. Uh, okay. So it is Scott. Yeah. It is Scott. Oh, Scott, you get off easy on this one. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. <laughs> That's all, right. all right. So, who won an Oscar for A Fish Called Wanda in 1988? Uh, that would have been Kevin Klein. Damn that. right, Correct. it was. Yeah. Yep. Come on! <laughs> that was what a good was his one. character name? Do you remember? Oh, uh, sorry, I gotta give myself Sam Menfren Jensen. Wait, what again? Say that again. Who? What was the question? I missed it. What'd you say? What was his character what was his name? Character oh, his character. Name? I don't remember. But Brian nailed it. It's it's it's, 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 it's Sam Menfren Jensen. <laughs> I don't remember it. Or it's to... a pal. His other his real name was a palindrome. Right. That helps. That's a great movie. Still, still good. I love it. It's very funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right, Brian, number seven. All right. All right. According, according, now this is a multiple choice. According uh-huh. to Vizzini in how the how much money did Out of Africa make? <laughs> I had to throw one of them in. Give me a break. <laughs> right, okay. okay. According sorry, to sorry. Vizzini uh, in the Princess Bride, what is the most famous of the classic blunders? Number one. Never go against the Sicilian when death is on the line. Number two, never get involved in a land war in Asia. Number three, always assume it's inconceivable. Or number four, only local fishermen go out at night in eel-infested waters. <laughs> all right. Well, he describes all of those kind of leading up to number one. Or no, not not all of those. He uses inconceivable a lot, but he never describes it as one of the classic blunders. But... Uh, 
number one is never is the Sicilian is never uh, uh, go head to head when death is on the line with the Sicilian. Hi. No. Scott. Damn it. Oh. I have zero idea. <laughs> you haven't seen the Princess Bride. I've seen it a thousand times, and I don't know the answer to that question. I, I, the Iacane I, powder. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a few, but it was actually never get involved in the land war in Asia. Uh, really? I don't okay. remember any of that. Yeah, Why don't I, I remember to, that? To be honest with you, Brian, I, th- I thought it was the never going <laughs> into Sicilian when death is on the line he, as well. Yeah, I thought he was leading up to that because that was kind of his thing, right? Like it was, oh my gosh. All right. All right. Geez, been, I, guess I mean, I need to see that one again. That movie's, that's no, another this one. Is, yeah, this was up. his ultimate blunder as a Sicilian. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is yeah, never get involved in a land war. Freaking Wallace Shawn, man, he's great. Quite relevant. <laughs> that guy's great. Love him. All right. Okay, Scott. Uh, name one of the actors in the car at the beginning of Twilight Zone, the movie, nineteen eighty-three. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer it's to this. Only one of Scott's freaking favorite actors of all time. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, I, I can I say it without the multiple choice? Is that all right? Yeah, go for it. All right. You only need one. Dan Aykroyd. Correct. Correct. Who's the other one, Scott? Who's the other one? Do you want to see something really scary? Uh, Oh, hold on. My brain just (laughs) went blank. Who is the other one? Hold on. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I remember? Oh, no. The other one's the director. Albert Brooks. Oh, Albert Brooks. Gosh, dang it. I just saw him in Taxi Driver. I actually would have said Daniel Stern, but it was Al- you're right. It was Albert Brooks. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'll take that one. Come on. Give it- well Let's done. ask him a question about uh, Kevin Costner next. Yeah. <laughs> What's the TV's Travis? What score do you have? Because I may have gotten lost. Is it three four to one? one? I think it is. I think, I think it's, it's three to one. one. Is it four? I don't Wait, think I've gotten what? four. Four to one because you got Kevin Klein, too. Oh, right. I didn't write you're that right. I'm reading. The- I'm reading the chat room. Uh... TV's Travis says three to one. That's what I had. So I think it's four to one because you had uh, you had three that you got right and one steal. Oh yeah, there mm. he's right. I did. Yeah. He's right. Four more. Four more. Okay, four to one. Come on, Chavry. Yeah, we're no, gonna, I will, maybe I will take that point for the tree and poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> on, on further reflection, mm, the judges yeah, have reviewed. Yeah, all of a sudden that answer wasn't too bad, was yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden you're like, yeah, I might take the oh, points. No. All right. Oh, no. All right. Question seven. My, All right. Num- number give me nine. My obscure oh, British nine. movie question. Sorry. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not. You, you'll be really happy with this, Brian. Okay. All right. All right. What was the name of the fast food restaurant Prince Akeem and Semi worked in in Coming to America? Oh, I know. This. All right. So it was this. the one that the fake McDonald's restaurant, and I Correct. believe it was called McDougal's. No, it was not called McDougal's. It was McDougal's not called McDougal's. That was your answer. I'll give you another chance. No! no! No, I don't get another no? chance. No. no. He right, screwed it up. Go ahead, Scott. It's, Mc, it. it's McDowell's. Yes. It McDowell's, yes. Yes, McDowell's. <laughs> Cleo McDowell, watching, watching Scott dance is like, ah, oh, damn it. I was, <laughs> as you said it, I thought, oh, my gosh, he's going to get this one. And then when I it came out yes, again, McDougal's. Yeah. I only do these questions to watch you boys dance. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, I do it for the chat room. I got to see what did have McDougal's, though. Did something have a McDougal's? Something that had a McDougal's, <laughs> yes. 
You were on the right track, but but Scott nailed it. It was McDowell's. Right. No, it absolutely was. You're yeah. Once once I said it, I even knew it was wrong. I was like, uh, right. uh, score is five to one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to take my spot in the next uh, Geek Bowl, Scott. Oh, this all is, right. uh, all right. is embarrassing. I will tell you that Scott has been sending me checks. Yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure. Oh. Full disclosure. I've been buying my own. Suck up. your toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright. Number oh, what? Ten? Is this tenth? Is this debauched. it? It's debauched, man, mm. I'll tell you. <laughs> what number are we on? Number number ten. Okay. Right. Okay, so this is Scott. Yeah. Mathematically eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> Who said in what movie? I don't know what the hell is in there, but it's weird and it's pissed off. Whatever it is. Weird and mm. it's pissed off. Is there? Is this multiple choice or no? Nah, uh, no. So it's basically someone saying, "I don't know what the hell's in there, but it's weird and pissed off." Whatever it is. Uh... Think horror. Think eighties. Think horror. Think one of the best horror movies made of all time. Best horror movies. Mm-hmm. Because my first inclination is not so much a horror movie as it is. Oh my gosh, dude! Um, okay. Oh, 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 uh, oh! Uh, 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 Carp uh, Carpenter movie. Um, yes, 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 uh, yes. The, uh, the mm -hmm. thing, the thing, the thing. Yes. Oh! Yes. Very good. <laughs> is that a Kurt Russell? Is that a Kurt Russell yes. one? Yeah, it's oh. Clark. Okay. Clark, and, and, and it's it's the, the huskies that are in the cage, and one of the huskies has gone berserk. Oh, right. Turned inside out, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 brilliant. Ugh. You know, Rob Bottin did all the effects for that, and and it's just brilliant. And, yeah, that's that great line that he says to Kurt Russell's character. So, well I mean, done, Scott. You know what, if I hadn't... I'm glad we... you got that one, because I, I would not have been able to steal my... For whatever reason, I was stuck thinking creep show and that box that was that wooden crate that gets delivered oh, to the yes. house that's got the uh, the werewolf in it. If we'd have never room. had, if we wouldn't have had um, a question about poltergeist earlier, my answer mm -hmm. would have been poltergeist. And oh really? Yeah, I would have gotten it wrong. <laughs> but, but because we'd already done it, I was like, well, it can't be that. So what? No, is it? I won't. I won't do a repeat movie in a in a you know question thing. So yeah, yeah. You're, you're all clear there. All right. So well done. Yeah, you, oh, you got it. Nicely yep, done. Yep. Was that that thing. was all ten of them? Oh my gosh, you guys! Six to one, man! Holy cow! Wow. I bow. Next month, I Brian. Brian's got a major. Uh, he's got. A, he's gonna make it even. I get exactly. I, I got a deficit to to catch up to. Here. I guarantee it'll hey, happen. I've got a, I've got another ten ready to go. So sweet. You know, hold on to that because I love it, and we'll do it again. <laughs> because and, you're winning. Because I'm winning. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let him, let him bask in the glow for the next 30 days. That's right. I'm enjoying it. Uh, well done. That's this. Gidget Von LaRue found on the internet at Gidget Von LaRue on Twitter, right? You have just your name there. Uh, yep. Gidget Von LaRue with G-I-D-G-I-T. And uh, I'm at the Retro Cinema. And I need to give a big thanks out to TV Travis. And he had me on his podcast the other day. And we were talking Vampire's Kiss, which is crazy and he had his all, all his mates on there as well and we had such a brilliant oh, time so please uh, check out tv travis's podcast as well as the retro cinema nicholas cage thing right that movie 
Yes, yeah, the, the it's one that nuts. you see all the best memes come from the vampire's kiss. Yeah, yes. we need to get yeah, we need yeah, to that crazy. needs to be sacked. That thing we got to get that going. All right, well done, <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Yeah, we do, we do Thanks, guys. We'll really see you well later. Bye. Thank you, Gidget. Bye. <laughs> she's fun to have on. She is. Yeah. She's a she's a hoot. She is. is she, she is a hoot. Is. We keep saying it, but it's true. That's why we say it. True. Because she's a damned hoot. Couldn't say it if it weren't true. Oh, look what we have no time for. Here's what we'll do. I'm going to do um, one. Let's see. Yeah. I'm going to do one uh, news story today because we don't have Wendy, so we sure. kind of can control this a little bit the way we want to. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's time for this. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. It's the news and it's brought to you by. Brought to you by Guess the Connection uh, on Coverville tomorrow, 1 p.m. ish. Going out to lunch tomorrow, so I'm hoping to be back by one. Uh, I play six covers. You tell me what else they have in common besides the fact that they're covers and besides the fact that I'm playing them and blah, blah, blah. Twitch.tv slash Coverville. Guess them right. Win a prize. That sounds awesome. Hey, uh, I was, by the way, oh, sorry. Give, you were going to give a URL at the end tonight. Cut oh, no, I think I already did. Twitch.tv oh, slash Coverville. Okay. I didn't want to run over you there. Uh, I was scrolling back up through chat to see people's reactions and stuff. And they say I'm looking at you guys. I'm not. Look right so, here. You're, so right now you're looking at the chat room. That direction right there that you're looking at is currently. Yeah, if I the, do the this, this is chat. Okay. And okay. Rust, Rusty Nail says he looked at the chat. I'm not looking at the chat. <laughs> I got that. I got some wrong. I got like three or four of those wrong. Whatever it was. All part of the strategy, Scott. Get a couple wrong to make us think that you're not looking. <laughs> Man, kidding. questioning. And the when integrity. I'm looking at the chat, it's that direction. So people just look at look at uh, the way I'm looking right now. And that's my well. I think I think if I was looking at the chat room, I would have done a lot better. So yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. probably the, all the proof I need. Yeah, no one's accusing me. you of, of chat checking. <laughs> but I just minimized them and then opened yeah. it just now. So <laughs> to you, nerds to you. Yeah. All right, uh, here's a you. here's a quick story we didn't cover yesterday. Actually, let me see which one of these I want. Okay. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do this one because it's going to horrify you. Okay. All one right. one in four delivery drivers. Uh, admit to tasting your food before delivering it. (laughs) I know. This is nuts. This is just those who admit it. So I guarantee you that number's higher than one out of four. Those are just one out of four that admit it. I'll bet this thing's closer to two or three out of four, and they just won't admit it. Uh, Well, you never know. I mean, it might be... Uh, I mean, one in four is not bad enough, Scott. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it just, if it's an anonymous survey, then they might be more willing to say, "Yeah, I've tasted. I've eaten a French fry in that guy's in that guy's uh, Hardy's bag." Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guarantee it's more than this. But anyway, one in four delivery drivers yeah. admit to doing this, according to a new survey. Food delivery apps are becoming increasingly popular, even in suburban areas of the United States. What do you mean, even in? That's especially where they're big. That's a dumb yeah. way to say that. Right, because if you're in the if you're in the city, you could probably walk to most of these places. Yeah, that's a dumb assertion. I don't like it. Now I now I worry about the integrity of the entire article from NBCWashington.com. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but is convenience worth if worth it if the delivery drivers are sampling your diner's dinners? A recent survey conducted by restaurant food supplier U.S. Foods examined consumer and delivery worker habits and uh, pain points. Pain points. Pain points. I've got three more pain points. <laughs> the older I get, the more pain points. It's like what you get at a, like an S&M 
uh, parlor. <laughs> All right. And um, how many pain points would you like? Yeah, okay, are you... good. Do you have a safe word? Uh-huh. Harder? I wouldn't use that one as your safe word. Are, are you now? Do you have? Are you part of our loyalty program? If you have the card, yeah, we can save you 45% on the next whipping. <laughs> anyway, uh, it says uh, both ordering and delivering meals. The data uh, revealed some unique insights as, uh, as to how long people will actually wait to get their food. Attitudes toward tipping and more. Unfortunately, it also revealed these unsettling stats. For example, out of nearly 500 delivery workers surveyed, more than 25% say they munched on the food from an order. Apparently, the temptation of delicious meals is just too hard to resist, especially when it's not yours. Um, To conduct this study, U.S. Food surveyed 1,518 American adults who said they have used food delivery apps. Respondents age uh, 18 to 77 with a median age of 31. They also surveyed 497 American adults who identified as having worked as a deliverer for at least one food delivery app. So this is, uh, by the way, those responses had a median age of 30. These are just people who do driving for Uber Eats, for DoorDash, for Postmates, whatever. Yeah. So this isn't about the pizza kid from 10 years ago. It's about right. the it's stuff current, you're doing yeah, now. Yeah, current, like the new gig economy style food, food delivery drivers. Plus, I mean, the guy sampling... If somebody samples your pizza, I guess they can rip a pepperoni off the top of it. You right. Know, it's, it won't be that obvious, but they're not going to take a bite of it <laughs> and then kind of put the pizza back. Right. Although, wasn't there was there a movie we watched where where the pizza guy took a slice of pizza and then arranged the other slices, kind of <laughs> like separate them out to kind of fill the gap? Like basically, they got this pizza where there was like a little little gap between each slice yeah, of yeah. pizza. Or, to make it look like it was just a... It's basically what Ernie did to Bert that time with the cookies. Do you remember that? <laughs> right, exactly. Where yes. Bert would take, or Ernie take a little Ooh. nibble off and go, oh, I better take that other guy because now it's uneven. And then by the time I he's done... take a cookie, Bert. Oh, no, Bert. I didn't do that. Hey, Bert. Hey, Bert. Hey, Bert. Ernie. Ernie. Anyway, I got to send you a photo that... Um, so my... Um, we call her a niece, but uh, she's a cousin. But long story. Um, she sent a photo. I'm going to copy this and I apologize that it's, that it's the wrong direction or maybe can I just, I can just drag it right into discord. Oh, I love that boy. Band, though. The wrong direction. They're great. Wrong direction. Oh yes. They're the best. They're something. Right, so you put this yeah, in, you uh, might, uh, uh, put it right in here. What's it called? We're using discord. Discord. I'm trying to, and it's not doing that. It may not paste. Might have to drag. Yeah, I might have to. Okay, so I have to drag it to my desktop and then drag it. So I'll yeah, do that. Yeah. And if I, you know, if I'm doing it this way, then sure, then I can rotate it. I think. Um, you were saying something before while you're doing that. What was I? What was I? I was I had something I was gonna say. Oh, uh, um, the the food uh, no, sampling food and uh, no, it was something else. Ah, oh, okay. there we go. Oh, oh! Again, do you think Bert? Do you think Ernie? Uh, do you think Bert ever complained oh. that Ernie uses the bathroom with the door open? Do you think that ever happened in the <laughs> Ernie, you never replace the. You always leave one square of toilet paper on the roll. And <laughs> Ernie, Ernie, shut the door, Ernie, Ernie. <laughs> anyway, oh look at this. What's this? Now, how, oh, it's not rotated. Is, but so that is me in the middle. <laughs> that is my uncle George on the left, and that is Ernie on the right. Oh my lord. Yes. Hold on. Well, I have to share this. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely have to share it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm bummed that I don't have a, the way my uh, uh, cousin took the, the photograph, though it's sideways. So I think I'll have to I'll fiddle with rotate it. it around in Photoshop. It's super cute. Who's the other dude? Sorry, with you there? That's my uncle. That's oh, uh, Uncle your... George, who you met in um, 
in Vegas that one time. Oh, right. He and I, so basically, um, because my mom was working so much, single mom working all the time, I'd stay at my grandmother's house. And so her son, um, who was my uncle, became more of like a brother to me. We were closer in age. We're only 10 years apart. And so we did everything. Um, we're into the same music and same movies and stuff. I mean, he was the one who, who took me to see Poltergeist when I had to leave and go pee because I was scared peeless. But uh. <laughs> wait, and that's but that's still kind of true of you two, right? You guys still kind of yeah. hang out all yeah. the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. More actually. or less, he lives on the other side of the city, so we don't get to see each other as much. But you know, we still do trivia every time together, and right. and uh, um, yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, that's really yeah. cool. I wish I did, I mean, I had a brother, and he was ten years older than me, but mm-hmm. we were in different worlds, man. He just was, you know, playing football, and we just never had. I don't know. We never had any kind of relationship like that. And it kind of bugs me. I mean, now we're, we're we get along fine. It's not like that, but sure. I never really had <clears throat> a brother <clears throat> growing up that, I mean, I had my brother, Matt, but he came mm-hmm. when he was like 10 from Korea and was always just kind of also in his own dimension Sure, because it's sure. just different. You know, he barely knew English and all of that. And then my sisters were my sisters. Well, as you say, but you were close to your sisters, and for as far as like doing stuff like that together, oh, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they they. Mm-hmm. I was the oddball though, because nobody else was into was comics, cartoons, <laughs> any of that, right? Like, yeah, I was the, right. I was the nerd, and they all just sort of dealt with me. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of put up with you. Yeah. Nowadays we get along great, and everybody hangs out and does cool stuff together. But it's just kind of weird how that was growing up. Yeah. Um. All right. I can't get this to work. Uh, real will... quick thing on this DoorDash yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. The first company or the first, the first, and whichever delivery company does this first is going to have this million dollar idea. But make uh, use that special kind of tape where when you put the tape on, if somebody pulls it off, then it leaves stuff behind that says this bag has been tampered with. Oh, right. First, the like DoorDash says, all right, we're making special DoorDash tape that we give to each of the restaurants that we deliver for. And when they put the food in the bag, they turn the uh, um, they turn the flap down. They put this tape on there, and that way, if the driver does screw with it, then um, then the person will be able to tell, and they can refuse to take it. I would agree, except think what that actually means in logistics. They have to work with every restaurant partner, get them the tape. Mm-hmm. They have to then train people to know how to use the tape. Oh no, we're out of tape. Where do we get tape? Get on the phone, yeah, but, call, call the but people. But no doubt, this article going out has probably hurt, hurt uh, those businesses a Maybe. little bit. Even even if it's a little bit. Maybe my worry would be is our rate, our stupid little fees would go up. That would be my worry. Oh well, you know, yeah. Like but would they, you pay an extra? Would you pay an extra dollar for delivery if it meant that you had this kind of safeguard that you knew your your sloppy, sweaty delivery driver hadn't licked your milkshake probably yeah and that's the problem all right, drink ma- it up <laughs> they're making it bad for all of us by the way your photo's yeah. up people can see it now that's oh, good that's brian there in the middle there what a cute little kid <laughs> look at all that hair dude Jeez. i know i had lots of hair and, that little, and, and, and so who's who's controlling Naturally the pu- curly who's doing the muppet is controlling it, the puppet yeah it's george okay yeah, george he's, has got basically he's got his arm behind me and he's gonna you know, got the puppet uh on the on the other side probably saying Hey, Brian. Yeah, look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, I had I had a lot of reddish curly hair, naturally curly hair growing up. 
I is very curly haired kid, and mine was very uh, blonde, but similar to that. Mm. Like that's my hair basically, except yeah. it was blonde yeah. at the time. I have more photos that I'll I'll uh, share later on. Oh, baby photos. I like baby photos. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will do call now. That's right. We're opening the phone Yay! lines. Call now. We're going to have you guys call in. Write this number down, 801-471-0462, and uh, we'll take your calls here shortly uh, right after the break. The break being a song, and Brian brought one. What do you got? I did bring one. I brought a song that uh, is is part of a new EP that's coming out this fall. Uh, Synthetic Soul is going to be the debut EP by a band called Child. Or maybe it's pronounced Child because mm. it has three eyes. A three-eyed child is what this uh, <laughs> name of this band name is. C-H-I-I-I-L-D. Uh-huh. Um, they are from Montreal with kind of a, uh, a cool soul R&B sound kind of mixed with psychedelica. Um, I totally dig this. Uh, um, Tame Impala is an influence. D'Angelo is an influence. This is the first single from their upcoming EP. It's called Count Me Out. And um, they've uh, collaborated with folks like uh, Skrillex, Diplo, Usher, Jacob Banks, Ali X, and more. It's gonna, This brand new EP is going to come out this fall, but you're getting to hear this right now. Here's the brand new song from Child called Count Me Out. Oh, 
guys let's talk about blinkist ah uh, blinkist these guys are pretty cool in today's age it can be hard to find the time to sit down and learn more it's not easy when the likes of social media can be so addictive and time consuming so you may think you don't have the time to read a book or to develop yourself well there's an app that we can highly recommend it's called blinkist it's pretty cool it's the uh, only app out there that takes the best takeaways the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses those down to just 15 minutes so you can just read or listen to it at your convenience and in a much quicker fashion. You don't have to go find all the important stuff uh, by yourself. They've made it easy for busy people like you. You want to get to those main points quickly without reading the entire book. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute or on your lunch break or while you exercise. Eight million people are using Blinkist right this second as a massive and growing library from self-help business health, history books, all that stuff. I really like Blinkist because A, I didn't know it existed before I learned about it. And now I'm not sure I can live without it. It's really, really great. Uh, I use it when I walk the dog, which takes me uh, about a half an hour. And I can listen to like two 15-minute chunks and get it all in. Highly recommend you check out stuff in their self-help area. That's the first thing I did because I'm trying to get better time management going for myself. And they have tons of that. They have popular books like The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. It's an old one. The Four-Hour Week, week but Work Week rather by Tim Ferriss. You may have heard of The Power of Habits by Charles D. D. Higg. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. But I've enjoyed all of these. Uh, and there's so much more in there. Anyway, right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash TMS and start your seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash TMS to start your seven day free trial. Again, Blinkist.com slash TMS. Hey, I know what this is. It's whiskey. Smells awful. Well, all whiskey smells awful. Then why do people drink it? Well, uh, it's like when grown-ups have a party. They drink it to have a good time. Gee, if it's a party, don't they have a good time anyway? Well, grown-ups have a harder time having a good time than kids do. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. I don't care. This is the morning stream. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Yeah. We are going to play this game. Call now. It's called Call Now for a reason. 
You guys call us on your phone, 801-471-0462. We take your calls. We listen to what you have to say. It can be a question, complaint, thought, deep or otherwise. We don't care. Yes. Ask us about your favorite uh, British movie from the mid-'80s where we were 15 years old and uh, had no interest in seeing period pieces. Right, exactly. <laughs> if you want to quiz us even, that's fine. Not at all salty. Not at all salty. No, you don't sound salty at all. You seem like you're just great. Yeah, you're stoked. Uh, look, I have. I fully expect, by the way, you know, you know how like if you flip enough coins, it's, it'll be 50-50. Right, right. I I fully expect you to win at some point so bad that I'm like I'm the one with you know on the losing end. I guarantee it. Oh, believe me, I'm you know and and for all the trivia I play, I'm certainly not at all thinking that I'm the master or the you know the king of trivia. So this this you know I'm now I wonder actually how if you had had the odd numbered questions and I had had the even numbered questions, I wonder how we would have done. Oh yeah, that's a good question. I think you still would have won, but I think it would have been a closer margin could have could have been closer also i have to admit like the spielberg one about the the spielberg one about always total softball Softball. oh i know and kevin klein come on that was dan Aykroyd. yeah dan Aykroyd was a real gimme gimme for sure who played grocer in the film (laughs) gross point blank It was just a bunch of Dan Accurate questions for the evens. That would have been right. Really funny. Exactly. Yes. Uh, all right. I think we have someone on the line. Hi. Who's this? Josie from Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Oh, hello. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. Thank you very much. I love your podcast. Uh, that's awesome. This sounds like a this fake. Sounds like fake an voice. Australian uh, doing a an Oklahoma accent. Yeah, it sounds like a fake accent to me. Is that true? Why? Why would you say that? Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> hey, so uh, so, what's your question? I I just want to know um, when you do you guys record in the same area? Uh, t- Brian record? Yes. Well, no, we don't record in the same room. Brian's in Denver, and I'm in Salt Lake City, so we're a state. Record in the same state. Yeah. <laughs> same room. So we're a state away from each other. That's right. About a ten-hour drive from each other, but. It's he is easily the closest uh, uh, proximity co-host I have for anything. Nobody else is as oh, close. Oh, really? As That's interesting. I never yeah. even thought about that. I mean, you're about the same amount. Well, you're about two hours less of a drive if I went to see Tom. So I can't. Mm-hmm. So I think that still counts you as the closest. I think. Yeah. Because oh. everybody. Oh, else okay. Have so I'm, I'm close by. So if someone to could I come in and not be gay? You uh well. The, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to meet us in Green River. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is our midpoint. Yeah, we'll meet you in Green River for some sushi. All right, goodbye. Thanks for that call. I don't think that person was real. <laughs> hey, give us a call. <laughs> well, I think they're real, but I don't think they're really from Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't. Man, maybe, well, maybe Sydney is yeah. my guess. <laughs> it did sound a little bit like somebody we might know. <laughs> and she might be having a little more wine than she previously told us. I think so. Saying. That's after uh, how many how many she had between then and now. Yeah, exactly. 801-471-0462 is the number. Oh, I have to turn the ringer on. Sorry. Uh, 801-471-0462. It can be anything, even that. You can even have a call like that. Sure. Remember that one time? your voice if you're, yeah. if you're uh, nervous. Sure. Do you remember that, kind, that time that kid called in and dropped the N-bomb? Remember that? And then I got in trouble? I do remember that. Yeah, I remember uh, butt nipple was another uh, favorite uh, mm-hmm. bomb dropper. Yeah, that was pretty good. Enjoyed that one. All yes. right, I think we have a fresh one here. Let's see who this <laughs> Not is. Not the best one though, butt nipple. I mean, cause it's just so. No, oh, butt nipple's great. Everyone, so innocuous. Everyone loves butt nipple. Butt nipple. Hee hee. Click it. Click. Hey, who's on the phone? Who's this? 
Hey, it's Stephanie from Canada. Hello, Stephanie from Canada. Hey, Stephanie from Canada. Nice to hear from you. It's Stephanie Ray CA in the chat room. That's right. Yes. I always think California, but it's Canada. I don't know why mm-hmm. I do that, but I do it. It is. Anyway, what's yeah, on your mind today? So I have a question. It's a parenting type thing. And since we were talking about horror movies earlier, yeah. now my eldest, who's nine, she gets really freaked out by blood or even the idea of scary things. And she's at summer camp. Somebody watched a YouTube video. They hadn't seen it in a year. And anyway, some surfboard got into somebody's eye. And apparently he was saying, oh, no, it's fine because we're on vacation or something like that. She couldn't sleep last night because she kept thinking about it. Now, I've tried telling her to change the story in her head or think of something else. Do you guys have any help as raising kids or that kind of thing to help them get back to sleep or help them get over or move on or... Hmm. How did how did uh, Tristan do with that sort of thing, Brian? You know, it's funny. I think about more about how I did with that because um, I remember being on a trip with uh, my mom and uncle. We take these these drives across the country, and we were in St. Louis, Missouri, staying in a in a. We always stayed in crap hotels. Looking back at it, looking especially looking back at the photos and stuff, mm-hmm. we stayed at a place in. This might have even been the place. It was uh, in St. Louis, and it was called the Atlasta. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to figure out, and then we said, "Oh, Atlasta Motel," <laughs> and it was really called the Atlasta. Really? <clears throat> yes, that's amazing. And I love that. There was a news report that had some scary thing with a video of a guy getting shot, and um, and looking back, it's like, how do they even show that on television? That freaked me out. But I can still even visualize it in my mind. And and I think the thing is, and maybe you you have a different response on this, Scott, is that. There's always going to be that first um, scary thing that a child sees that kind of stays with them. They get over, you know, they get over, and I got over it in a day or two, and and no big deal. But it's still in my mind as the first scary thing I saw, uh, saw, but not, not like a oh my god, I'm scarred for life. Um, but uh, I think it's just a matter of yeah, time. You know, a couple days, she'll be fine. She won't think about it. She'll get some sleep. Um, she'll probably have softened the, the image in her head. Well, this was like a real video of a guy getting a surfboard in the eye. I'm not sure. I okay. it was somebody. Somebody was showing at camp. It could have been a. I don't know. It could have been anything. Yeah. It sounded like could have been a precursor a to special some kind of zombie movie. Flick, or, but yeah, I don't yeah. really know. Yeah, it could have been a movie or something. Here's here's my take on this. Uh, similar to Brian's, except I would uh, uh, if I could do anything over for myself. Well, it would be up to my parents to do this. But when I saw, like, The Shining for the first time, terrified me, stuck with me uh, for years and years and years. Um, it's only ironic that Brian tried out for the part of the kid now. I know. That, that <laughs> movie really that got been. me. Oh, my yeah. gosh. When he comes into that, when he comes into the hotel, the guy, the, the other dude that has The Shining, Satchmo mm-hmm. Baggins or whatever his name is. Let's go with that. Sure. <laughs> comes over. He comes to the building, and the first thing Jack Nicholson... I didn't need to, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> he puts a um, he puts a big old axe right in his gut the minute he walks in there, and I and that yeah. stuck with me so bad. Frozen Jack Nicholson stuck with me for years. Oh, the, and, the the zombie naked lady that comes out of the bathtub. Yeah, all that stuff, just horrifying mm-hmm. for a kid. Now here's the thing: I saw that at some friend's house while his mm-hmm. parents were gone. 
if that would have been a movie that I saw, if I was like, Mom, I want to see The Shining. If my mom, if I'd have done that, my mom would said, no way, you're not watching that. What I did with my kids is if when Nick was like, kind of want to see, you know, whatever it was, uh, probably early Walking Dead when he was 10, mm-hmm. uh, I'd say, well, I'll watch it with you. How about that? And that always went better. Like, because he's not only got, the, the, it's still scary and it's still all that, but he's got his dad next to him and we can mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. We can discuss right. it during and after and. And I'm not saying parents should sit down to their first porn with their kid or something weird like that. That's not what I mean. No. Yeah, and and don't say, well, let's let's uh, let's bust this horror cherry and make the kid watch The Exorcist tonight. Right. <laughs> don't do that necessarily. But like, you know, the the best yeah. thing my parents ever did to me, I, one of the great things they ever did with me, was when I was 15. Uh, uh, Breakfast Club came out, and I I was gonna see it no matter what, and it was rated R, and they didn't want me going to rated R movies, but I was going. I didn't care. This was the voice of my generation. I had to see it. And they finally said, you know what? We'll go with you. It was the smartest thing they ever did because I didn't have to rebel. I didn't have to cheat. I didn't have to lie. I got to experience that thing. And it truly was an important sort of shared experience for me. And I got to do it with my parents. And it made me respect them and like them more and all that other stuff. So in my opinion... Uh, I'm not saying you do it for them, but when they've got questions or curiosities or whatever, and this could be true of video games these days, television shows, um, that sort of thing, be there with them so that they're not lost in the wilderness going, Jack Nicholson got killed that guy with an axe and I don't know what to do or who to talk to because if I tell my parents, they'll kill me. Yeah. Like there's that feeling in a kid's gut and you don't want them to have that as often as you can. Can you 100% control it? No. But I think you can. I think you can mitigate this quite a bit by doing that. Does that make yeah. sense, Stephanie? Yeah, and just make make them feel like they've got an open communication with you. They can talk about it, right? For sure, right? Yeah, it totally makes sense. It, for her, it's more like um, it's almost bordering on like a phobia. So she just can't get over the idea of any blood or any scary thing. I mean, if mm. she was curious about it and trying to talk to her about these things, mm. but it's midnight and she's nine and, and she's going, I, I'm uncomfortable and I, I can't go back to my room. And I, the strategies to give her to try and help quell her fears at the moment yeah, so that she yeah. can get back to sleep or that three days later or... Well, that's the other That's the other thing to consider here is that um, you're dealing with with specific phobias as well and that's a little bit extra wrinkle in this. Uh, my So here's the example I can share. My daughter Carter, uh, who's now 21, hmm. wants nothing ever to do with zombies of any depiction. <laughs> and I've talked about this briefly before, but she saw I do too, but it's because I'm sick of them. <laughs> she saw she saw him at a, she saw um, Zombieland of all movies, which is kind of goofy. Yeah, at a friend's house, but she saw it at a very impressionable age. I want to say she was like seven, and she saw Zombieland over there, and she it really got her. Like these guys chasing people down in football fields, and and also kind of the comedy didn't help because at that age. You're not Gosh, getting the sardonic side of it. You're just like, why are they being so flippant about this horrible thing that has happened? Like, it's funny because I would think that that or Shaun of the Dead would be the the right, um, the right first zombie horror movie, right? To see because it does mix in all those comedy elements. I would, so. I would think oh. so too. Like, if you saw something that was super self serious, mm-hmm. I would think that would be worse. But in this case, it was worse because. It's not just that there are this terrible thing has happened and that reasonable normal people are now 
raving, bloodthirsty, you know, brain-eating zombies. It's yeah. also that the survivors are kind of dicks. Yeah. And that, and that really bothered her. And it would bother her in the same way that, yeah. like, uh, everyone's okay. kind of a jerk in Walking Dead as well. It's like the same kind of thing, except the humor's not as prevalent in Walking Dead. But still, there's a lot of jerks that are humans. And she really dislikes that part of it, the breakdown of society. Huh. It's like genuine anxiety for her to think about those those themes. And so, you know, we I tease her about it a little bit because Zombieland 2 is being made. It's coming out this year. And I've said to her before, hey, Zombieland 2, you want to go? And she'll punch me in the arm so freaking hard. <laughs> because she hated it. She just really, and it really messed her up. And she loves things like post-apocalyptic, like sure. Mad Max or whatever. That stuff doesn't bother her at all. The end of the end of the world only bothers her in the zombie context. And, and again, it's because of when she saw it, who she saw it with, and it just stuck. And now it's... Like it freaks her out. I can't even. If we're out in the street, let's say it's uh, we're down downtown Salt Lake City, and I notice yeah. that one of the main roads is kind of slow. Like there's no cars on it. I'll I'll point it out. I'll go. Oh my gosh, look at this over here. It's almost like the way it would be if zombies came or if the world ended. <laughs> and then I realize what I'm saying, and I'm not trying to poke at her, but I will realize what I'm saying as I'm saying it, and she gets really freaked out. She'd be like, Oh my gosh, Dad, why are you bringing that up? Stop let's it. Not yeah, talk about right. it. So I totally get the whole anxiety angle. That will lesson with time but the fact that you're talking about it asking about it and trying to help her in real time is all you can do and is the right thing to do mm -hmm. in, okay. my, in well, my humble uh, I mean opinion. she'll eventually get 20 and and it'll just be kind of a slightly poke but not uh not an earth shattering thing yeah because it sounds like you're yeah. there for her, no matter what and oh yeah i love that age group 9 to 11 is like the best time to be alive and she's gonna you know, there are going to be there are going to be other things that show up in her life, especially in junior high or middle school, that are like, oh, these are these are real. I these th that girl's a super jerk, not like the, you know, like all the stuff that she's that she'll have anxiety about in fiction will slide away and make room for the real worries of actual, you know, growing up life, and and that will help probably even things out. And it sounds like her mom's rad, so she'll be she'll be fine. She'll do good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let somebody else or call now to be over. So ha thanks a lot, guys. Have a fantastic day. We'll see you, Stephanie. Thanks. Always good to talk to her. Yeah. Uh, we still got it open. Call now. If you want to call now, you got another 10 minutes or so to get your call in. And uh, let us know what you think. Do you have a movie, uh, listeners, where that freaked you out and still does maybe? Yeah. You think about it. She'll, Cardinal will see Zombieland you know, at some point when she's 30 or 35 for her for her own movie film sack podcast made up of all of the offspring of the original film sack. Yeah. Crew. It'll be, you know what it'll be like? It'll be like me and that weird one with the rocks that follow the RV with right. the old people in it. Right. I finally yep. watched that and went, Oh, mm -hmm. or, or the shining that we or watched for film sack for me. Right. Yeah, you same know, thing. like seeing poltergeist again. Yeah. It's just like you get, and then you'll laugh at yourself and go, Oh, childhood development. Isn't it funny? Ha ha ha. That was such a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, it's uh, Ashley. Dude, can I just Definitely. say how cool it is that today is an all-female call-in show? We haven't had any. No kidding, yeah. No dudes today. I love it. This is great. Anyway, yes. Ashley, what's on ladies your mind? Night. Yeah, ladies' night. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Free drinks, but uh, only for the ladies. <laughs> So you guys mentioned, I think briefly, the movie The Lair of the White Worm during yeah. the 80s trivia segment. Have y'all seen that movie? No, I saw it back in the day because if I remember correctly, so it was Richard E. Grant and it was based on a Bram Stoker 
story, if I remember correctly. Mm. Oh, Hugh Hugh Grant. Grant. That's right. Richard E. Grant. There was another one that had Richard E. Grant. Mm. Yeah, it's Hugh Grant Uh, and Peter Capaldi. Oh, really? Uh, They're both like 22 years old. It's awesome. I just saw it for the first time like a month ago, and I loved it. I've never seen this at all. Uh, now you guys have me peaked. I mean, is it? Wait, well, give so me the... I might be thinking of something else with Richard E. Grant that was um, that had that was based on a uh, Bram. No, this is this is the based on a Bram Stoker. So I'm I'm thinking of the right movie, and I'm or thinking, yeah, there's another one like. So hold on, Bram Stoker. Grant. Richard E. Grant. Did Bram Bram Stoker wrote something other than freaking uh, Dracula? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought that's all he did. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was like a one-shot pony, man, or one-shot pony. Yes, I saw this when it came out on video back in the late '80s, and for whatever reason, I'm and again, this might be me confusing with another movie, but the the soundtrack was done by Thomas Dolby, and that was the primary reason I watched it. And I said, "Oh, this is garbage." Really? But I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking that I did see this one too. But I'm thinking that I might be thinking of two different movies. So wait, what's the um, name of the movie again? Sorry, Lair of the White Worm. Lair, of the White Worm. Okay, yeah. I'm. I'm uh, oh yeah, there it is. It's a popular search term, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm all in on this. This this is yeah. this so would good. be this would be a perfect film sack. Yeah, why don't we? Do it, it really would. You're gonna love it. All right. Oh yeah, look at this. Oh my gosh, Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Grant's like five years old in that. Well, not really, but he's very. They're young. so little. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's yeah. a scene where he um no no spoilers, but there's a scene where he chops a worm in half, and he's with a sword, <laughs> and he swings around so hard it, that he crashes into his drum set, uh, <laughs> and I fell out of my chair laughing. It's it's so good. That's it's, amazing. It's, it's, it's such I'm a good movie. See. So um, Richard E. Grant was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. That's not the one I'm thinking oh, of. The Serpent's yeah, yeah. Kiss, maybe? Maybe. Wait, uh, Richard like E. Grant the was the, the one that was just in that movie last year that got all the praises. The He's drunk all the time with... Uh, yes. What's yes. her beak? Uh, with um, M- Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Okay. Um, that guy. The fake the fake person. Doing fake things. Doing fake uh, stuff. Uh, fakery.com. Can Catch you ever it. forgive me? Can you forgive called. me for all my fakery? <laughs> I'm thinking of the serpents. No, am I? Maybe not. Yeah, I have to. Well, anyway, this is good. Hey, uh, you got me on the right track. I'm going to watch the Lair of the White Worm thanks to this call. Yeah, I hope you guys Mm -hmm. like it. It was such a pleasant surprise. All right, I'm gonna check it out. By the way, this is this Jackalope Ashley we're talking to right now, who is my the the only person who's ever watched a film sack movie with me besides uh, my wife and uh, the the three of you. What what movie was it? Punisher. Oh, for film for right. Nerdtacular for, that year. For Nerdtacular film sack. And she <laughs> I want to say that she even came up with a couple of the things that uh that, that I yeah, used and gave her joke. credit for. You stole your joke. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you credit. I gave you I'm sure I did. Did you? Wait, wait, you tell me the what was the joke, Ashley? What was the joke on stage? Oh god, I don't remember. Oh. Do you remember Brian? I have no idea. Do you remember I the joke? I totally was? don't remember. It was probably something about a greased up Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren greased up. No, not Dolph. Was it Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. Who was in the Punisher that we watched? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we watched both Punishers. We did the 04 one as well, but the Nerdtacular one was Dolph Lundgren. The Nerdtacular one was the the Dolph. But yeah. I was thinking, no, I'm thinking of Dolph from uh, Masters of the Universe. But <laughs> which we also <laughs> he did. just happens to, which we also did for, for uh, Nerdtacular. Yeah. He, in fact, he's the most returning uh, of our subjects for Nerdtacular film sex. So well done, right. Dolph Lundgren. Uh, right. All right. Well, Ashley, it's always good to hear from you. I hope you're having a good day. 
Totally. I am. Thank right. you. We'll talk to you later. All so right. I found the movie that I was thinking of. It was called Gothic. And this was the movie when we were talking with Gidget that I was thinking of because it's Julian Sands. And this one's based on, and it's got uh, Thomas Dolby did the soundtrack. And it's like another, um, uh, like it, it's based on Mary Shelley. Like Natasha Richardson, Richardson plays Mary Shelley. Gabriel Byrne is Lord Byron. Um, but it's like about a little horror thing. Uh, uh, I mean, with I'd, monsters that I'd play. I'd watch it. Yeah, you're describing a thing. I, would I remember spend time being. With. I remember being horrible as well. Gothic with a C, not Gothic with a K, which was a. Uh, was that uh, Jennifer Lopez? Gothic with a K. I have Gothica? no idea. Oh no, I'm, you're yeah. thinking of the Cell. Isn't that the Cell? Oh, I'm thinking of the Cell. Who was in Gothica though? That came out right around the same time. Oh my gosh. Um, K A. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, a sunburned booby lady. Right, uh, right. Yes. Goth. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, Halle Berry, Halle Berry, Halle Berry, yeah, yes. Sunburn, <laughs> Booby Lady, and Penelope Cruz, and Robert Downey Jun- of the Juniors. That's the one. Yeah. Yep. Oh, this is. Anyway. Oh, Charles S. Dutton. I haven't heard of this. Why don't I see this? Gothica. Yeah. Is it good? Did is it dumb? Not, did, did we not watch this for film sake? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Gothica, 2003. No, we have not seen this. I just checked the RSS. We have never yeah, seen Gothica. Nope. Okay. Well, there's another one we need to do. This the only the only. I mean, we've seen the ultimate bad Halle Berry movie, which was Catwoman, and that was just mm-hmm. the most garbage thing I've ever seen. This one is pretty Ugh. close to garbage. Is it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there you have yeah, it. We need to stop. We need to stop uh, uh, letting Randy pick, and we need to pick some of these, like Gothica and Lair of the White Worm and uh, Poltergeist. I kind of agree. <laughs> I kind of agree. I'm kidding. Randy picks. Randy does some great movie picking. We just sure. I like picking on Randy. Sure. We like picking on him as he picks films. That's right. That's uh, going to do it for today, everybody. Thank you for being here. Wendy will be back next week. Uh, she's in Chicago today doing stuff, and uh, that's why she wasn't here. Thank you for your calls today. I really appreciate it. That same number can be used to leave us voicemails if you'd like to, 801-471-0462. I'll read some of those uh, or play some of those early next week or maybe even on tomorrow's PM edition. I don't know. Mm. We'll find out. Uh, I don't want to think about By the time we get to where we are today next week, I'm going to be a mess because my wife will have been gone for like seven oh days. Oh, my God, for four days, yes. Uh, and and there won't be a show next Friday, but that we can talk about next week. Yes, there will be no PM next week. And mm-hmm. wait, what's the deal with the Monday after that? Are you back then? Uh, no, I'm still gone that Monday. You're gone till? I'm gone Friday. I'm gone Friday through Monday. Friday, right, you're back Tuesday. Is that the deal? Yes, okay. I'm back. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm back Monday afternoon. Yeah. But I'll be back for TMS Tuesday. He'll, he'll be back in the most Arnold of sense. And of I life. sure hope there are stories. There better be stories. I guarantee there'll be stories. You're going to be lazy rivering through bugs. It's going to be great. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I checked I know. with somebody down there. Um, who who wrote me? Was it, it wasn't Missoula? We should check in with Missoula. I do want to check in with Missoula. I think that it's. I think that there's you know there's obviously a lot of grasshoppers, but I don't think it's like. It's like everywhere you go, you're walking through two-inch-thick carcasses, grasshopper carcasses. No, it won't be that bad. Also, I mean, you're. It's really the only time you're outside is to get somewhere to somewhere. But you're in buildings, yeah. like you're not going to be exactly. Yeah. And Mandalay Bay makes enough money that they can keep the pool area relatively clean. Yeah, you sound like sweep you said, up the bugs. It's almost poo area, which I enjoyed. I the poo area. Yeah. Keep that poo area clean. That's right. Uh, hey, that's it for the show. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We really appreciate it. Also, send us those emails, themorningstream at gmail.com. Love getting those. If 
you want to support the show, it's a brand new month. This is the perfect time to get in. If you have yet to do so, that's at patreon.com slash TMS. For those that support us, thank you. And we apologize for always reminding you about a thing you already do. But hey, we love that you did, and we really appreciate that you do, and keep doing it. And uh, those right. uh, who haven't, consider it. Patreon.com slash TMS. Yeah. Those who are already doing it, just take that, take your either hand, whichever is your dominant hand, put it over your shoulder, and pat yourself on the back. Oh, yeah, look at there that. You go. I can yeah. go all the way down to my middle. Really? Good, yeah, my for whatever reason, I can get my arm way wow. back here. I can get, I can just get to my shoulder blades. I think I, I feel, I when I was a kid, I fell asleep like this a lot. So my really? Arm, yeah. Oh my god! And you didn't wake up like not able to move your arm? <laughs> no, but I think I created like some nice, some nice distance of rotation on my shoulders because of it. Because there's other Crazy parts person. of me I can't do that. I can't touch my toes, for example, bending over unless I bend my knees. I can't do it. Uh, but everyone else I know can. So. What are you going to do? Yeah, I can't uh, do it either, so if that makes you feel any better. Frogpants.com slash TMS is our website. That's it for the I, show. I can touch other people's toes. And you shouldn't suck them. <laughs> if we learned anything else. Yep, that's the one thing. All right, today at 1, you'll be on the uh, the deal. So, nope, uh, tomorrow at 1. Oh, sorry. Fridays, Fridays at 1 p.m. is... Uh, I, keep thinking today's is I think today's Wednesday for some reason. I know, oh, yeah, I know no, why, because we had no show Tuesday. It's just throwing me off. We're like a That's right. day behind. Everything up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that'll be tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the instance tomorrow, because I think at least Garrett's here. Uh, Patrick's, you know how these Europeans take vacations? It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They take like two months off. I don't know how they do it, especially him. He's his own. He's like me. He's just running his own little business there. I don't know how he just takes two months off, but there he is doing it. It's not not as bad as China, where every Kickstarter seems to stop production for the entire month of, of February. Yeah, <laughs> Chinese New Year shuts that whole country down. Yeah, it's really insane. Does. Yeah, I guess they're used to it. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so that'll be a thing I think tomorrow, and then, uh, oh yeah, today uh, Frog Pants plays. Uh, it does happen at noon. I've got a brand new horror game donated by Kei Katsumi. Mm. Who, oh, uh, cool. yeah, sent it in. I forgot the name of it. Anyway, it's somewhere here. Um, I may play that or I may show off Rebel Galaxy if it's indeed installed, which I got a press copy of, which is like two weeks ahead of release. Oh, nice. Wow. Either way. You don't have an NDM that you can't uh, you can't show it or anything? No. They say it's all open for uh, press and streamers. to if they, get a, if they get a key, that is, they can totally show it off. So nice. I want to do that. I may do that today and then start the horror game next week. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know. But today at noon, we'll be doing that. And then uh, film, film sack this weekend. We're back. Yeah. Uh, we had back a, in the house. There was we, a, we might even have to do two, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll work that out. But last week we had to do, uh, We had a, one of us had a funeral. Another one was traveling. We just could not get a time to work in the weekend. It was just one of those summer things. So uh, we're going to we're gonna crank it out this week. And, the, and it's still House, the 80s movie House. House. Um, not with Hugh Laurie. Uh, Kei Kitsumi says I'm supposed to finish Pillars 2 first. No, I'm still playing Pillars 2, but I'm not necessarily streaming it uh, in, in its entirety. I mean, I'll stream it here and there, but I'm not really doing a series of that. But I'm still playing it. It's really good. Uh, all right, Brian, that's it. Uh, do you want to sing us a song or play one? You, you get to choose. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, My choice, I get to choose. Yeah. Uh, flip a coin. Oh, landed on heads. It looks like I'm going to play a okay. song. Okay, all right, that's fine. Yeah, there's always next time. Bruce... Bruce wrote in and said, good morning. I know many Tadpoolers are fans of Adam Savage and the Tested Crew, so they probably know that Simone Yetch, uh, a.k.a. the Queen of Shitty Robots, announced a couple months back that she's been diagnosed with a golf ball-sized tumor behind her eye. 
Uh, sounds like the prognosis is good, he says, but I'm sure she could use some sort of good thoughts sent her way. So Tad Vibes, send your, your or Tadpole, send your Tad Vibes her way. Um, and in honor of her, I'm going to, and I know this is kind of an older request. It was a, a month or two ago. But uh, I checked and she's, um, uh, she's going through treatment for it and has even done some cool, like, like, uh, you know, making maker stuff that kind of supports yeah. uh, scars and her. She's eyes and stuff. she's great. She is she one is of a kind. Great. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, and now because she's Swedish, uh, let's go with a band called The Black from Sweden. I think they're they're just called The Black or The Black Sweden. These guys do. Uh, speaking of makers, they're amazing makers, and they do mashups of ABBA songs combined with classic rock and heavy metal. In this case, it's ABBA and Deep Purple with a mix of Smoke on the Water and Mamma Mia. Wow. All right, here it is. We'll be back tomorrow, TMS PM, 3.30 Mountain Time. See you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Howdy, howdy, howdy.